Dowie, baby, you're so neat. I don't even care if you shave your legs.
What were you thinking of? Well, now you call it madness, but I call it
Is your mouth 
It's a genius of love, um, <clears throat> and this is Bughouse Square, and it's Mini Radio in a corner of 21st in Florida in a beautiful mission where it's it's always flat and sometimes sunny, and it's it's dark now, but uh, it was kind of nice, uh, and I got some nice sunsets coming in. Anyway, how are you doing? It's a love show. Um, just, you know, uh, just thinking about love, thinking about, like, what it's like to... to uh, to be in love, I, it's one thing, you know, to to experience love. I, I I've heard there's people who've never have gone through lives without experiencing love, and um, that's tough because uh, love's good. Love's good. Love's hard. Love is uh, <laughs> love is so many things. Love has inspired many to do uh, the horrible and the, the magnificent. Yep, yep. So it's uh, Valentine's Day next week. I don't know what that means for me. Uh, I really don't. Um, but with love in mind and, uh, you know, jeez, uh, you can't, you can't, uh, <clears throat> you can't argue with, with love, right? I mean, um, God, I don't know. It's just, it just feels so much better. 
it feels so much better. And it, it seems, it takes a little more effort, but it's, but the rewards are so much better than, than just like anger. <laughs> you know, anger takes effort and all that, but, uh, I don't know. Payback. Anger is, is deficient. Um, and let me get to these records. So this is, this is a, uh, uh, a beautiful set that was for uh, for your listening pleasure. Uh, we had Chet Baker doing uh, My Funny Valentine. We had Nina <clears throat> Simone uh, doing Wild as the Wind. Uh, from The Love is a Drag, we did uh, uh, Lover Man. Uh, Spirit, we did uh, a couple of songs there. Love has found a way into... Um, uh, Why Can't I Be Free? Sid Barrett. Uh, from the Peel Sessions, we did uh, uh, Two of a Kind. Paul McCartney from one of his first records, uh, Maybe I'm Amazed. Neil Young from uh, the uh, After the Gold Rush record. Uh, I was thinking, like, all right, it's gotta have, the song's got to have love in it, and then heart maybe, too. And then there you go. Only love can break your heart. That's right. Uh Janice Joplin and the uh, Big Brother and the Holding Company, and that's that's the song, right? Um, uh, Peace of My Heart. That's that band. That's it. That 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 was the. Oh man, what an awesome tune! What an awesome tune! Uh, Wicked Picket. We did. Uh, I found true love from Thank You Lamar. <laughs> I'm busting that one out. Uh, best of Wilson Pickett. Uh, ZZ Top from the Tejas. It's only love. You know, um, that's a great, that, what a awesome drumming on that. That's just great. The Golden Hearts from Is There Love on Mars? Um, I'm not sure. I mean, they're, they're sending back data as we speak. Um, I don't know if it's been determined yet, but uh, Is There Love on Mars? The Golden Hearts, what a great record. Uh Led Zeppelin, Led Zeppelin 2, a whole lot of love. I don't think I've ever played that, but man, that is just like the heaviest song. That is an awesome tune. Led Zeppelin, a whole lot of love. Um, Romeo Void from the um, Instincts record. We did uh, Just Too Easy to Break Your Hearts. Um, that's a great, that's just, that's a good tune too, man. That's, that's some good playing on there. Nat King Cole, uh, and his trio, we did, um, you call it madness. I call it love. Um, mothers of invention, Frank Zappa from the freak out record. We did uh wowie zowie talking heads from speaking in tongues. This must be the place. Joan Arma trading, uh, uh, love and affection. David Bowie doing uh, uh, God, uh, Paul Williams. Uh, what is it? Fill, fill your heart. God damn it! Just fill it up, man. Fill it up. And we started off with the Beach Boys from the Pet Sounds. We did God only knows. So uh, I don't know if I'm gonna have time to to speak. As things go on, uh, we've got uh, Claudia and for coming by. Sounds like they will be here. I haven't heard anything otherwise, so they'll be around. Um, thanks for doing what you got to do to do. 
Uh, we're no, um, we're not going to do any uh, rise from the basement today. Um, let's see what else. Uh, yeah, if you're coming through the website, of course, we're always begging for money. So this and that. Uh, if you're live, come come on down. Twenty first in Florida. It's dark. Yeah, I don't know. The doors are open. Someone just came in and used the bathroom. So, you know, it's good. I, I felt like, you know, we're really contributing to the community. Uh, we're going back to this. Uh, what do I got? Uh, I, got I got kinds of things queued up. A winter's day. In a deep and dark December Freshly fallen, silent shroud of snow Friendship causes pain It's laughter and it's loving I disdain Feels no pain And an island never cries You're no good Heartbreaker
That's been Bug Out Square. Thanks for doing what you got to do to do. Stay tuned for Claudine the Loaf. I've been assured that they have uh, the most spectacular show set up. I mean, they agonize over this shit. It's amazing. Claudine the Loaf. Thanks for, uh, you know, whatever. Try to be as decent as you can and help those who can't. And, uh, uh, God, love, you know. It's just like, yeah, I know, it's kind of corny, but shit. It's, uh, right. I work every day of my life. I work till I ache my bones at the end. I take home my on a lark and peeing in the park. You should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl. That's the duh of Francais, not the duh of dumbass. But never mind that. Don't follow me now. Follow me later. I mean, for right now. to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hey, Mike. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. You've picked a winner again. Wow. We're here on Mutiny Radio as we stream every Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time. You can listen to us by typing in mutinyradio.fm and hit listen live. We are also available as a podcast at L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, our acronym, and we are on iTunes. Also, I should mention, Carl, there is a way that you can find the live stream feed uh, uh, M3U uh, address and add it into your uh, podcast, Uh anything that listens to live feed. So you can listen to it separately from the, the browser, but you can just go to mutinyradio.fm. That's the quickest way to listen to us live or download our podcast. You can get to the link there. You could also uh, donate 
hit the donation button. We appreciate you donating to via Patreon or uh, through Venmo at Mutiny Radio. Carl, we are watching a full-length movie on YouTube with mm -hmm. our audience. We mm -hmm. ask the audience to listen to the podcast and then watch the movie on YouTube at the same time. At mixed same media. Time. We're we're reappropriating media. We want to watch a movie with you. And apparently this movie is a real winner. <laughs> uh, Carl, what is the movie this week? <clears throat> this week we will be watching. You must be joking, 1965. That's what you put in YouTube search engine. You must be joking, 1965. The channel we like is Michael Keeley. All right. Michael Keeley is the channel on YouTube. Go ahead and type in, you must be joking, you 1960. Must you must be joking, 1965. Once you find that link, click it, hit pause, move the timer to the left, and then wait for us to say go. That's a lot to do, but don't worry. We are very excited to bring up our one of our great features, so Celebrity Comedian Countdown. Mm -hmm. uh, Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Chris Warren. Welcome, Chris. Hey, everybody. My name's Chris Warren. So happy to be here with the great Carl. How you doing, bud? I'm doing great, and I love that you started that way. I even asked you to start that way because that's the way you start your stand-up routine. I'm curious. You always seem to start the same way. What's going on there? Yes, that's something I've, I've pretty much been doing since I started stand-up. Uh, what happened was when I, like, you know, on the first month of stand-up, I would just do comedy at these open mics and like bars and restaurants where people were not expecting comedy, didn't want comedy, were you know yeah. ordering drinks, having side conversations, uh, and you know it was hard to get their attention. So I would just start the set off by yelling, you know, my name as loud as possible. <laughs> they they they'd look over and then I knew I had like about thirty seconds to hook them. Yeah, you know, so it, was, <laughs> it was just by necessity, honestly. <laughs> It's a technique. I hear you. It's not branding. It's not marketing. It's hooking them. Exactly. And now people come to expect it. You know, you can't let the people down. You cannot, right? That is the first rule of Chris Warren. Now, you are not a Jersey comedian. That's who I'm often interviewing on this show. You are a Connecticut comedian. Now, what town do you live in out there? I live over in the beautiful, sunny city of Bridgeport, Connecticut. Rock the 203 every day, baby. <laughs> so that's really far. Now, the thing is that, like, I count you amongst, like, our clique. I mean, we've got common friends, right? We've got Luke Rothschild. We've got Anthony Quinn. I mean, these are Jersey, New York. Well, those two are New York, right? But y why is it that you travel so far uh, to come here for comedy? Um, well, I just think for, you know, everyone does comedy a little differently. For me personally, I, uh, I want to get in front of new places as much as possible, right? Because it's like Connecticut, where I'm from, not the biggest state. We have a, we have a nice scene. I, you know, I like Connecticut's comedy scene, but it's not very mm -hmm. big. It's like the same 20 people I see at the same four mics every week. Uh, so that's, you know, that gets to be old pretty quick. And there's only so many shows that are booking out of Connecticut. So at a certain point, you know, there's only so much you can do. You got to get out, go somewhere different. So if I can go to, you know, if I can only do four mics a week in Connecticut, that's not really enough to uh, try to get better, in my opinion. So it's, okay, I'll go to Jersey this week. I'll go up to Massachusetts this week, out to Rhode Island sometimes, over to, you know, 
the Hudson Valley over to New York City. It's like all these places are roughly an hour, hour and a half away. It's not the end of the world. So I might as well get out, try different things. And you meet all sorts of new comics like yourself, Carl, make new connections, uh, get in new rooms. You know, I've uh, I've, I've got, had a very good experience with going to new places. Now, way back when, it was pre-pandemic, a bunch of comedian, co- Connecticut comedians, maybe four or five of you, would show up at the Reserve Club once or twice. And, and, and uh, some of those Connecticut comedians were on Late Night with Anthony Quinn. They were on uh, King of the Mountain at Scotty's in, in Springfield. They've all withered away. You're the guy who keeps coming out. This is dedication to craft, and I commend you for it. Well, I, I appreciate that. Uh, to be honest with you, a lot of those guys um, just don't do comedy anymore. Um, wow. Huh. Pandemic yeah. or who knows? Uh, some of them, the pandemic, I mean, everyone's different. Just kind of taught them that this wasn't really what they wanted to be doing with their life. And that's okay. You know, it's their choice. Some of them moved because of the pandemic. I mean, a lot mm-hmm. of people, some of them just disappeared. I, I you know, haven't heard from them since. So you never know. Yeah. So I think it's really great that you come out an hour and a half isn't too much. That's certainly true. And you get yourself in front of a bunch of strangers. See if your jokes work to a different group of people. Exactly. Okay. Now, Chris Warren, how do people find you out there on the internet, out there in social media, the Instagrams, the Snapper chats? Uh, Yeah, you can find me at Chris Warren Comedy. On Instagram, that's Chris Warren Comedy, uh, and I post all my shows up there. All my dates for the month are up there, so you can come find me mm-hmm. doing shows uh, all over New England, New York, New Jersey. So hopefully, somewhere near you, come out and say hi. Now we just did a show together, right? Uh, we went down there. the The open mic, uh, I it, they never canceled it, even though the host didn't show up because of a COVID fear or something. We got up in front of a day, bunch of strangers, the three of us, right? Luke, you, and I, and it went horrible. I felt right. Nobody was paying attention. This is the stuff that toughens you up. Yes. Yeah, I mean that. Uh, I mean, it sucked, but you know that is. Uh... As much as it'd be fun, right, to do mm-hmm. a real show in a real club every night, that's uh, not where we're at right now. So <laughs> you got to do some open mic comedy every now and again. And uh, open mic comedy can be very brutal. And that was a night, perfect yeah. example. This uh, We were at this little dive bar in New Jersey. <laughs> Raritan. Uh, Raritan, New Jersey. My Raritan, God. New Jersey. And uh, there were a bunch of guys watching the college football game, <laughs> and they did not like that comedy was interfering with that very much. That's right. That's right. And they just came out to, you know, their local watering hole, and we invaded and um, but it, it toughens you up. It, it, it was still, you know, and you worked the crowd. I really didn't hear. I heard material towards the end, but you knew you read the room and you started with your intro and you and you worked the crowd. I thought that was very, very uh, clever. I didn't do that. I, I appreciate that, Carl. Yeah, it's just um, I've done comedy in so many weird places. Like, you know, there's just you kind of read when a room is not wanting comedy. It, it, it doesn't really benefit you to do a setup punchline kind of joke because they're yeah. not paying attention. So you want to try to uh, get them involved as much as possible. And granted, they didn't give me very kind answers to my attempted <laughs> crowd work with them. Uh, a lot of fuck off. But, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do is exactly what you did. OK, now out there on Instagram, it's Chris Warren comedy. 
Now, Chris, everyone at home is poised to watch this movie. They're ready to press play at the exact same second that we do here in the studio. So why don't you go ahead, Chris Warren, and give me that celebrity comedian countdown. All right, will do, guys. Everybody ready? Hands on the remotes. Three, two, one, play. All right. Is this simply movie's logo going to be in the entirety of this movie? This is Columbia, and it um, will not be the entirety. Okay, that's good. Oh, yes, yeah, Simply Movies? Yo, that guy? Yeah. 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 That's what yeah. he did to us. Well, did at least you brought us... Time. That is the woman from Hudson Hawk. <laughs> that's exactly and In the opening right. credits. She now is in this opening credits. Oh, these are real people. I don't know who he is. I know that guy, Lionel Jeffries. That's right, you do. These are all... Our show. Oh, really? Was, there's a... Uh, the butler from Training Places, I recognize yeah, Elliot. Saw him on our show. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, special appearances, not just starring. Right, special they're like well-known English guys, and they show up. Ooh, them. now introducing these credits are going crazy. Oh, and guest star, we have yeah, a guest, he's star not a guest star. He's throughout the whole thing. I don't get that. They had special appearance of introducing. <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, then guest it's star. Very British. To do is this a movie like or that. TV show or it's variety special? And they shot in black and white because it was cheaper and it was accepted. I mean, we've had color since the '30s, but people would still have a black and white TV. They would go to a black and white movie. It was done to save a lot of money. That's absolutely right. There was, you know, you had color TV, but most people have black and white TVs. Mm-hmm. That's why you would see these commercials on for television for color television shows in black and white. They just figured either way it's going to reach the audience. Why pay in color? There are these the actual people you think? Yes. Michael Winner. He's the director. And he came up with this idea, the story. He got someone to script it for him. Right. He would go on to do Death Wish, and it's like two of its sequels. Yeah, no, I remember him from the Electric Boogaloo, the Canon Pictures story. He passed away, unfortunately, when the film was released uh, by mm -hmm. 2014. And he wasn't introduced, but a lot of people had a lot of negative stories about him and his director style and just the way he was uh -huh. uh, on Death Wish and just the kind of nihilism that his stuff had. And I, I know that he was like a celebrity restaurant critic and he has a lot of Me Too like charges. Paper, right. Yeah. He was a little bit of a celebrity. Yeah, he was on TV a lot and he would go on talk shows and be snobby. Okay, so this uh, general just showed up who says is a special guest. He's not. And he's like, you there! <laughs> That's the man I was promised! Begging your pardon, sir? Snap you. <laughs> you know, it's all this. Are you doing your Terry Thomas impersonation? Yeah. He showed up to pick up right now. He's like, oh, dreadfully sorry to interrupt your your car, you know, meeting of the minds. <laughs> he re he reminds, yeah, he's great. And he it was in yeah, precisely at sport sixteen hundred hours. It is now sixteen hundred and twenty hours. He, he reminds me of, uh, uh, well, I, I'll say once the plot line is revealed, but 
there's a John uh, Cleese movie with a scavenger hunt, and John right. Cleese plays the guy who introduces the instructions, and he does it, you know, in his normal Terry Thomas esque manner. Right, right. Now this guy Terry Thomas was he he's throughout the whole thing. He was the English character actor. You know him well. You see the gap in his teeth. He was in sure. Mad Mad World. Right, right. Which was like two years ago from this movie, like sixty three. Now, he's not a star, this guy we're meeting. He's an American. He's not the star of it, but he is like... Uh, Colombians fisted on having him. They thought he was going to bring it to America. Well, I never heard of this movie, so I guess it didn't succeed. Yeah, that's right. And and, and the director says some snotty thing about him. <clears throat> right. What a winner. Okay, you know, okay, I can. Uh, Charles Schneer liked the Hackney script. Agreed to make it a deal you had with Columbia. Columbia insisted that Michael Carlin play a lead role. Winner called the actor a nice fellow who didn't sell the film in America and didn't help it in England either. Meow. 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 Goodness. Uh, Sit up in your chair. Maybe that was just poor direction. So we have uh, a Scotsman, an American. Yeah, we're meeting another guy who has to report to this base for some reason. All right. And we're just learning he's like silly, over pompous, military, takes himself too seriously, is a little delusional because of it. No, uh, and he's wearing a kilt, so he's going to, there'll be some up kilts shots, I imagine. Well, this is an army. Someone's bound to get kilt. Oh, you know, in this world, it's kilt or be kilt. <laughs> it's helter kilter out there man that's one great thing about cocktails are the garnishes like you could get the pickled cauliflower your you finger. Yeah. yeah all of my hey. bloody berry with yeah. olives deep in the goo <laughs> i have to use my finger hey well can you give me a celery so i could get the carrot the olives out thanks hello i'm fitzroy tabasco <laughs> now these guys are supposed to recognize everybody right like this is well one of those. you certainly recognize denim and no you're not if you were english yes you'd know him right all. like but if we were watching Hickman, he was in dick van dyke um he was in our movie in um the prisoner of zenda right that's right oh right he was in prisoner of zenda the the scottish guy here yeah and mary Definitely. Was it Mary Poppins? Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. He was the grandfather of Dick Van Dyke. That was an amazing. I, I'm still waiting for them to make a car like Chitty Chitty. <laughs> Everybody knows you and cars. You got that Bang Bang. People always derail that movie, but you know what? Stop making kids movies. Maybe we won't have to deal with that. You gotta crank out movies for children year after year. You're gonna come up with Chase Bang Bang. How about we just <laughs> stop? The kids have plenty of movies. Just reissue them. Save money. Near, far, in a motor car. <laughs> I'm not sure what that is from. Oh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Oh right, okay. I all I remember is uh, how, what Chitty Chitty guess, Bang Bang. We love you. Chitty Chitty Near, Bang Bang. Oh. We love you. When Near, I saw as a kid car, in a motor car. Oh, that's the next line. We love you. As a kid, I'm like, this is the worst movie I ever saw. And then I oh, went, really? Whoa. I had an erection. It was like my first bad movie. 
<laughs> What's happening? I was fooled by that movie and it was all colorful and then it fucking flew. Right. But it was terrible. Oh, all right. Yeah. We'll have to rewatch it. Maybe I'm sure it won't hold up for me. And I was just a little kid. Right. Like I 